Today we're talking with Cindy Harless of Abortion Recovery Alabama. You're going to enjoy her and you're going to enjoy this conversation. So here we go. Welcome to the Abortion Recovery Network podcast. We are group leaders helping group leaders with abortion recovery ministry through informal and casual conversations. Your hosts are Linda Keener Thomas, founder and board chair of the National Memorial for the Unborn, and Mindy Lefeshore, founder of An Even Place Virtual Abortion Recovery Ministry. As I began An Even Place in January 2022, I wanted to talk with other abortion recovery ministry leaders to share the vision I had and learn whatever I could about abortion recovery ministry. As I talked with some amazing women who I now call friends, I was surprised to learn they were as eager as I was to hear from other leaders. An idea was birthed to start a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, from all over to share experiences, ideas, challenges, joys, and learn from one another while doing your laundry, cooking your dinner, or driving in your car. Linda and I met the fall of 2022. I shared this idea with her and she jumped on board. Our desire is to allow you to enter our conversations with other abortion recovery leaders, learn the nuts and bolts of how they lead their groups, and connect with one another to build a strong network of leaders helping leaders reach the millions suffering with an abortion experience. Hello, everybody. This is Abortion Recovery Network with Mindy and Linda, and we are here today with Cindy Harless from Alabama Re- Abortion Recovery Alabama, correct? I'm sorry. Uh, so Linda, or Cindy, I'm going to give you a minute to introduce yourself and tell everybody about who you are. Please give, give as much background as you want and what ARA is doing today. Amen. Well, um, as everyone probably on here has, abortion is part of my story. I had an abortion when I was 18. I went for recovery 12 years later um, with at a pregnancy center. Um, I did get healed there. And after six weeks of tears, I got on the other side, but I knew that this is what I was supposed to do, that I was supposed to cover, comfort other women with the same comfort that I had received. Um, God, uh, led me to volunteer at a pregnancy center for about 11 years after that. Um, well, about 2006, I started teaching forgiven and set free. Um, and then, uh, in 2011, uh, we launched out, uh, with abortion recovery, Alabama with the notion of going statewide with abortion recovery, um, and so I've been doing this a couple of years, um, <laughs> and I, I don't, uh, think I know it all. I am very humbled and blessed to be a maid, uh, a maid servant of the Lord and, um, just a handmaiden who wants to serve him. And if there's any words of encouragement, any, um, help or, or anything that I've learned through my experience. I want to be able to share that and, um, for his glory and for reaching more women and actually getting them to the place of a more intimate relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's probably the majority of the reason why we're all here and why we're all doing that. And I, th- I could agree with you and probably everybody who's listening, 
to say, yes, it's very humbling that God would use a wretch like me, right? And we're yeah. broken and yet he uses us to bring glory to himself. And that's just amazing to me. Amen. It doesn't make any sense in my world, no. but somehow it does in his. <laughs> and that's beautiful. So because you have so much um, experience doing this, leading this and working with other leaders, um, I do just want to kind of talk to you about how you do some of these things. So um, first off, just we're going to start with the easy stuff. How many groups are you doing a year and how many group leaders do you have and what kinds of groups are you doing? Well, um, we started with one group at a pregnancy center and we have grown and we do our groups in the fall or the spring in the fall. And so we start in February and then we start in August. We kind of go along the semester of the school system and it takes us 12 weeks. We do ask the ladies to commit to that 12 weeks. Um, we have what has happened as is, is that as we go, people showed interested interest in, in leading groups as well. So like I said, we got started back in 2011. So we have trained uh, more than this, but we have 21 ladies that um, either facilitate or co-facilitate. Um, and we actually, what we do is we offer like 14 classes and we say, okay, we have all these out there and these are the ones that you can sign up for. And normally not all the classes sign up, not all of them will get, but we do advertise. I think advertising is very important. We track the women down. Um, we put out, we put it in church bulletins. We'll use radio. We use, um, uh, we go to events. We try to get speaking engagements. So we're very proactive in trying to find the women because 90% of women don't even realize there's a thing, such a thing as abortion recovery. And they're just like shocked. And when they find it, they're like, okay, well, you know, that's part of my story too. I probably need to see if I need to deal with this. So that's part of it is that we do um, sanctity of human life. Uh, we try to get in churches to speak. We try to complement the pregnancy centers. We don't try to uh, have any competition with them at all. Um, and actually we go hand in hand with a lot of the pregnancy centers though. There are some bigger centers. They have all the volunteers and money that they could ever want. And then we have the smaller centers um, that just don't have those kind of resources. And so we step in with the smaller uh, pregnancy centers who don't have that resource and we try to help them out um, and also churches we have half of our um, classes are probably just in churches that we offer in an area and a church is off opened up to us so um, I will say we have the we offer 14 we usually don't have that many running I would say half of that fill up Okay. And so I just want to summarize that to make sure that it's clear. So you run four, you, you offer 14 groups in February, and then again, you offer 14 groups in August. So all your leaders are going at the same, the same week. Everybody's on the same week. For the roughly. most part. Yes. We, we, we shoot for, for starting at the same time, but 
We do work with the ladies, uh, the participants, when they come in, if they can't start immediately or if we get a last minute person. So sometimes we're a week or two off, you know, but for the most part, we'll be starting the first two, two weeks of February, the first or the usually the second and third week in, in August. Okay. And then you talked about complementing PRCs and hand in hand with PRCs. I, can you just expound on that a little bit so that, so we can kind of see what that looks like and give us maybe some ideas of how we can complement and or work hand in hand. You did mention that you step in for the smaller PRCs to help them if they don't have, but what about those who might have a program or have a big program? How are you working with them? How is that collaboration and that partnership look? Well, it's been very positive. Um, we offer also to go in um, to train as far as uh, talk to their client advocates and show them what we have to offer and then show, you know, kind of like this is how you talk to a woman that's had an abortion if you have it in your uh, come into your center. Um, so we do offer those kind of things. Um, but usually the bigger centers, they kind of have their own thing going but I just um, talk to them, you know, let them know we're out here. And there are times when they don't have some or, or they're in the middle of a session and they're like, hey, do, can, do you have anything going now? Can you take this girl? And so there are times when they'll say, hey, yeah, you know, we need you guys. So uh, they know we're there for them. I love that. And we're all about networking. That's what we are about. And that is wonderful. Um, the other thing you, you mentioned that uh, really piqued my interest is radio. Um, is that just Christian radio? Are you actually going into the secular market? And what do those ads sound like? Well, I will say that we have pretty much hit the Christian market. That has been our focus. Um Forgiven and Set Free is a heavy scriptural Bible study. And not that, not that we're leaving the people out that are not Christians because we have people, you know, come to the Lord all the time through it. Mm -hmm. um, but it is more of a discipleship type, in my opinion, uh, mm -hmm. Bible study. And as you go out there and present it to me, it's, it, it's a little bit easier. Now, I will say that we've had to morph a little bit because we're having more people, secular people find out about us and we're having to move a little in a little different ways with that and change things up a little bit and, um, and, and minister in a little different way. So we are be, trying to be flexible with whatever participants we do have. Um, so, uh, hey, Cindy, can I jump in the there real quick? Uh -huh. You you shared with me about that flexibility that you did last the end of last year. Can mm -hmm. you just tell people what that flexibility looked like for you and those ladies? It, it did. Um, we have we've it, this new generation of ladies are a little quicker to uh, get help. Then say my generation, I'm, I'm 64. So my generation, I'm kind of ancient. Um, but these younger girls, I'm getting girls in their 20s now coming in. And I think um, the chemical abortions are contributing to that because it puts them yes. into trauma quicker, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It does. And they're dealing with because they actually go through labor. 
Right. You know, and, and they, they, if they, if it's their first baby, they may not realize that, but mm -hmm. they're actually facing the trauma of labor. So yes, they are, and they're coming in quicker. And so with the shorter times we've had to, I do have, um, I do one of the Bible studies that Karenette had recommended, um, which was support after abortion. I used the faith based version of it. And keys to hope and then, healing. Keys to no, hope and healing. Not the keys. It's not the keys. It's the reflection. Hmm. It's a little bit different. They have both of them, but the faith-based ones they they call them reflections. Okay. And so, and they're extremely focused on the Lord. Um, and um, so, actually, I just started one this morning, um, and that's what I do. Like. If they come in and they're ready and say it's like now, March or April, and my other classes are halfway through, I can't start again. So that's why I offer this support after abortion. And it's 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 uh, an hour-long class. The homework is light. It is, but it it's deep, but shallow at the same time. I don't really know how to explain that. But forgiven and set free is just so deep. And but this is deep enough that I'm getting their attention. We're starting to to unwrap the abortion experience. And then we're able to uh, if it, and they know when they go through support after abortion that I am just kind of preparing them for forgiven and set free mm. so that they're not left out waiting three months until the next class starts. That's good. And we only do those every couple of weeks. We don't do that every week. Meaning? We only meet once every two weeks. Okay. Instead okay. of meeting weekly on that. Got it. Just and that, kind of a place where they can con you know, have a, a, a place to connect. Okay. Okay. Is that so, better for a, a non-Christian or maybe a uh, woman yes, that's not as, not as yes. educated? Okay. Yes. So yes, if you, are you having women that want the Bible study in between and you're just waiting? So you're not taking them through the reflections. They're just waiting for the next study. Is that I, correct? I give them the option. Okay. And some of them want to just wait. Some okay. of them are good with waiting and <laughs> some of them, they don't need to wait. And I know that. So mm. I'm offering them a hand until we get them to the place where they need to be to get into forgiven and set free. Okay. So with that, what is your intake process look like for all of us? This looks a little bit different. And, mm -hmm. um, I know when I was in the pregnancy center and we had somebody come in and they didn't necessarily come in wanting abortion recovery, but we would find out that they would, we had them fill out this really long form. And I just felt like that was just completely unnecessary. So I just kind of curious what you're doing for your intake, the steps that they go through. Okay. Well, um, we have a, a, a website and a lot of people find us through our website. And so we will get an email from them. And in the website, they answer a few questions to kind of trigger, like, is this going to be a fit? Like, are you feeling guilt, shame, you know, you know, all the symptoms. Um, then when I get that notification, or if it's a referral from, another facilitator or church or wherever it's coming from, we try to get with them with 20, 
I personally get in touch with them 24 to 48 hours after their contact because you want to get them fresh. Right. And I actually make a telephone call. Um, of course, now not everybody answers telephone calls from numbers they don't know anymore. So then I follow it up immediately with a text. So okay. they get a voicemail and then a text. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I do fill out the contact record that came with the Forgiven and Step Free Elder Manual. And um, I just get their basic information. Some of them are ready to tell me everything. They're just ready to go ahead and start getting stuff moving and getting it out. And some women are very reserved and we don't, I don't push at this point at all. I share my story. I share what we have to offer. I tell them about Forgiven and Set Free and I share Linda Cochran's story. Okay. And after, and then I make an appointment for an in, individual meeting with them. And oh. that's in person. That is, well, unless it's a virtual thing, then we'll have to do it virtually. Um, but yes, yes, that's because you're spread out throughout the state, right? Well, yes, yes. So, but but we have people there, you know, that are trained. So, like people in Morris and Coleman and places like that, they have. Um, they will go and meet, you know, with the ladies. So when we always go out two by two, as the Bible tells us to, so we always have a facilitator and a co-facilitator. Um, and, and one of the things that may be different about us and others is that we will take just one person. There have been times, um, and God, at first I didn't do that. And God told me, Hey, I left the 99 for the one. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, God, are you sure? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, I'm not going to argue. And um, basically you can tell when there are ladies that need to go through by themselves. There's a reason for it. And yeah. You know, I do the same thing. I don't know about you, Linda, but um, I don't see why we should cancel if there's just one. Maybe they just need more space to talk and that's okay mm -hmm. because you become their group. And then especially if you got a co-leader with you, you become the group with them. So I think it's, I think there's a lot of value in having one person sign up and going through that. You can I'm just do a group more. right now with just one. And she told us after the first night, she said, you know, if anybody else had been in here, I probably wouldn't have opened up and said a word. Ah. So God had a purpose. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We've learned awesome. over the years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, when you make these contacts with these women, obviously we understand that anybody who's done abortion recovery for any length of time, the uh, Jill Marquis was on the other day and she coined the term abortion is the lawn game. So I'm stealing that from her. I'm going to start to use that, but I want to give her credit for a little while. <laughs> um, but it is. And we know that people, women will contact us and then we won't hear from them again, or they'll contact us. We'll have a back and forth and then they disappear. They drop off the grid. And we understand that they're releasing pressure. They're having that first contact or maybe that third contact. And it's, and it's a moment, a minute touch of healing for them that helps to spark them to that next step when that time comes, you know, because they were okay. They were safe on this one, you know, and it'll help them encourage them to take that next step. But we also know that women sign up and drop out. And so I want to talk to you, or I want you to talk to us, if you will, a little bit about how you determine their readiness for a group and how you keep them anchored. 
Well, I think we, um, one of the things that I do is that in the very first initial conversation, I explain to them exactly what the group looks like, that it's going to be 12 weeks. I explain to them that they have to come to all the group meetings because they build on each other and that they will have at least three to three and a half hours of homework each week. So I, in the very beginning, let them know, look, you know, this is, and I, and I'll say things to them like, I am going to make a commitment to you. My co-facilitator is making the same commitment to you. We're going to be here for you. And I need you to make the same commitment to your healing that we're making to your healing. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's really because good. We're committing to them. Another thing is I tell them, look, if I had a magic pill and I could just give it to you and mm -hmm. all this would go away, I'd give it to you. And I'd be a rich woman because people would want it for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because humor's good. You have to give them a little humor to break the break the tension. But I said, there's no magic pill. You it's taken you a certain amount of time to get where you are. And it's going to take me 12 weeks to get you where you need to be. And I promise you, if you come in and you stick with it, the woman that you are today will be a different woman that walks out mm. in 12 weeks. And that is so true. To me, and this ministry is addictive. Because where else can you go and see a woman come in as messed up as they can come in mm. after an abortion, mm. whether they're too hard or they can't quit crying. Mm -hmm. And in 12 weeks you've walked through. <laughs> yeah. And this is a, a whole new person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and where can you go and see that in 12 weeks? It, right. It's God does. And it's not me. I know I don't have any no. magic words. I told him I don't have any magic pills. That's but the right. word of God eradicates sin. The word of God leads them to the place we, our job is to find the, the lies that they have been leaving, that Satan has told them, and to speak the truth of God into that place. Wow, that is, that is really powerful, Cindy. It's that true. really sums it up. Yeah. That's what we do. That's, that's our job. Yeah. And sometimes you have to repeat it a few times for them to get it really big into self-discovery. We could bring the women in and we could talk to them for the first two weeks and we could sit down, and tell them exactly what all their problems is, mm -hmm. problems are and exactly how to solve each one. But that's not going to work. They have to get the word of God into their hearts. Mm -hmm. They have to do the self-discovery. And that's all we do is present that to them. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing what the Holy Spirit does with that. <laughs> yes. So. There's something that you and I talked about, and I want you to share this with the ladies because we're we're almost coming to the end of our time. And um, wow. this is an interesting, <laughs> um, it's just a good conversation that what I want to ask you next. And um, it is about coming in hard with the participants, what you mean by mm -hmm. that, why you do it, what the mentality is behind that. And um, because I know it's for their good. And so help us mm -hmm. to understand why you do this, because it's for their good. Yes. As a leader. Well, and that that's that's part of what I was talking about when I have that first conversation. I preface it with 
you know, you got to make the commitment. You got to make the commitment. And then when we do the individual meeting and the things I was just saying that I say, um, you know, you, you got to stick with it. You're not, it's not going to happen overnight. You didn't get here. Um, and we do have the ground rules um, that we do go over and uh, the big, and, and we have the for your information page, if you will. And one of the things that it says on there, um, attendance is crucial because lessons build on each other. In case of a single emergency absence, facilitators will reschedule the meeting. And I stop right there and I tell them, look, if we don't, if one doesn't meet, no one meets. Hmm. And if no one meets, then we have to reschedule for everyone because we need each other and it changes the group when the dynamic, the, the group dynamic changes when person's missing. So, you know, let's just reschedule. Now we do start at the very beginning, give them the schedule to begin with. They take it home. They verify this is going to work. We, we work with them that first couple of weeks, but once we get it on there, you only have one emergency absence. Hmm. And after that, you know, and then when they have the emergency absence, if you will, then we they have to do a makeup meeting before the next class. And hmm. we will meet with them before the next class. And I know it's tough, and I, but it's kind of like a school teacher. If you go in in your class and you're really light and, oh, this is going to be a breeze kind of thing and. You, you, you lose control of the class. You can never get that control back. But if you go in with a little, look, this is serious. God didn't send you here to mess around. This is a divine appointment. We believe in divine appointments. God sent you here for a reason. We want to minister to you. If you are willing to make this commitment, we will get you to where you need to be. But you have to make that commitment. So we do go in hard. And then we can lighten back up if we need to. So yeah, that's sort of how we do that. It's for their own good because we don't want someone to make it uh, a halfway. I don't want to take them six weeks through, get all this stuff dug up and then not put them back together again. Yeah. <laughs> that's worse than them not going through it all. Yeah, that's true. That's a really that, good that point. Oh, it really is. And and I tend to be a little soft and, and want to make it uh, all happy. So it's a good challenge to me to to do that up front. I was never good classroom manager either. <laughs> <laughs> I homeschooled and I didn't do good with the big classes on our co-op. <laughs> but um, good challenge. Good challenge. Um, as we wind up, Cindy, um, you are feeding, nurturing leaders under you. You've got 21 ladies there. And um, can you give the leaders out here that are listening to us a verse of encouragement? Because I bet you have to do a lot of encouraging to your ladies. And I love that you have a group, but there's a lot of us out here that are on our own, you know, yeah. and we don't have that person that we could come to with that really tough case or when we just feel like we have mm. nothing left to give. <laughs> So what would you share? What would you share with the leaders as a word of encouragement as we wind down? Um, when we talked about this a little bit earlier, the first verse that jumped into my mind 
Now, our ministry verses Isaiah 118, though your sins will be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. But what really hit me is that, and this is my life verse, and this is what God has called, I think, all of us to do, is um, Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. And it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me. He's anointed us to do this, to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. That is what we are. We are oaks of righteousness. Yes, we are. And we are in display for his splendor. Mm -hmm. That's right. That what Everything that we do is in that verse. Mm -hmm. Everything. Mm -hmm. We are doing exactly what the Lord has called us to do. Yeah. And it is a calling. Yes. It is a calling. But be encouraged that you're not alone. Yeah. Jesus felt alone when he read this out in the synagogue for the first time. But he wasn't alone. The father was with him. Yep. And the father is with us. And Jesus is with us. That's and right. he has put that anointing on us. And it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage that these ladies are living with. You can so do it. Sweet. Oh, thank you so much, Cindy, for being with us today. I have, um, for those of you who don't know, Cindy and I met uh, last fall. Did we meet at Karenet? Yes. Okay. Last August. We, yeah. I think we were in the van together. I think that's what yeah. it was. We met like the very first day and um, exchanged cards and then uh, just got in touch. And we've been talking ever since. And every time I talk to Cindy, I just am so encouraged. So um, I love your leadership and I love your heart. And I thank you, Cindy, for being on with us. And I hope you'll come back because as you know, we did not address all of the questions that we wanted to talk about. So we have so much more for the audience to hear, but for right now, we're going to end our show and say goodbye until next time. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. You're welcome. You can contact Cindy at Cindy at A-R-A helps.com. That's A as in abortion, R as in recovery, A as in Alabama, helps h-e-l-p-s dot com or mindy at an even place dot com or linda at abortion recovery network at gmail dot com <laughs>